I don't get the same type of audio quality for my random intros, you know? Just do a monologue. It opens. You talk about your friend cheating on each other and shit. <laughs> uh, imagine they actually listen. I know. Um, one of my buddies actually used to live in the same building as Chris Boucher. This is back in like oh, 2017, 20, like when he first came on, like came on in the league. Yeah, from 905 to... Yeah. So it was like a, yeah. like obviously a place downtown. He's like, he's a basketball fan, but he's not like, he's not like a diehard, right? Like not at that point. Yeah, yeah. So he basically got on the elevator one day and just saw this like really tall dude standing next to him. And he was like, the fuck? And did one of those like double, <laughs> triple takes kind of thing. And then as soon as it like, he basically said he got off. Went to like went into his apartment or his like condo, and then I just like clicked that it was Chris Boucher. Damn! And I was like, dude, dude's like seven feet tall. How do you not realize that he's a hooper? What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Hoops Corner. I'm your host Peter Tran, and on the line, the banger in the paint, our residential medical expert, Rajan Wally. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm missing my buddy Josh. I don't know if he's hiding in the cellar. Uh, he's uh, t- too sad as a Raptors fan after the draft. Uh, I don't hey, know. It's hey. uh, it's gonna be a nice, quiet podcast. Let's hey. say that. Yo, the Raptors got number one dick out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? Personality-wise, they probably got the steal of the draft. Yo, but that kid looks very entertaining, and he's like, he's thriving. You know what I mean? He's just leaning into it. He went to a Blue Jays game. He's doing like the CN Tower, like all the touristy stuff. Good for him. Oh yeah, you you could imagine the commercials with uh, him, Scotty Barnes, and uh, Jeff Peanut Butter. <laughs> Spreading that dick all around town, man. <laughs> the amount of jokes that are going to come out of this, I love it. I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't really want to talk about the draft. I think that every like. Every basketball podcast that I've listened to in the past week has all been draft coverage. And, like, to be, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people who, like, a week before the NBA season starts, that's when I'll, like, zero in on the rookies. And, like, I'll take a look at how they did in summer league and then in training camp and stuff. That's, like, the only time I start paying attention to rookies. I don't, I never follow anything about the draft beforehand. Yeah. The, the, the thing with the NBA draft is some of the best players from the draft take at least, like, half a year a year to two years to even have like a bit of an impact and there's a lot of really good players that end up playing on good franchises they don't get those minutes so um, and then there's a lot of players who end up playing on the teams like Charlotte or Detroit and they just get a lot of minutes so they look very good but once they actually when you put them under the microscope they don't play winning basketball so the NBA draft is uh it's more of a spectacle when you have big names like Wenbanyama, uh, Scoot, and uh, other theatrics. But I think the players themselves, you can wait till uh, one or two weeks when you get your fantasy draft on the real draft. <laughs> the most important draft of the year, my personal fantasy draft. Um, actually, did you hear about the story where apparently last year Paolo Bancaro committed himself to uh, Team Italy for like international play? And then this week he just withdrew to commit to the U.S. Snake. I did hear about this. I know. Like, what, I don't know. Would you want to be a legend in a country that has just 10 times style, like great luxurious <laughs> living? 
they would worship him. Like he would be, he could play on the Italy national national team probably for fifteen years. Oh, easily. Like easily. And no questions star. asked. The star. Yeah, yeah, he would be arguably probably the third biggest player in Europe, behind Jokic and Giannis. It'd be him. Well, maybe like Luca actually. Yeah, Luca as well. Victor. But hey, but it, whatever. He'd be like yeah, top but, five. Yeah, and also if you I got to remember this, Italy's probably like one like obviously Serbia is much smaller, less recognized, so is Slovenia. So like I don't know. I I like Paolo, so I'm not going to speak anything of him, but man, like maybe he was just trying to get the girls or trying to get that like <laughs> nice uh nice custom suits or yeah, that maybe. premium Ferrari discount, but he just wanted some man. Ferragamo clothes and then moved on. <laughs> I don't blame Probably. him. Probably. Nice hustle, man. It's like when Giannis told Adidas that he might commit to them, so he, they would like just give him like a van load of shoes, and then he dipped to Nike like the week after. <laughs> Good hustle. You got to play the game. Yeah. Got to play the game. Apparently. Good job, Paolo, even though you could have been something out there. Uh, okay, so we're not going to do draft. We've already talked about Paolo Bencaro. Let's talk about some trades that's happened in the past week. So literally... The day after recording last week, we got hit with two major trades. Or even maybe that night that we recorded. I don't remember. But nonetheless, uh, the first trade we're going to talk about is Porzingis and two first-round picks, right? This year and next year's first-round picks. Grizz get Smart, who is, wow, apparently worth a a backup point guard and two first-round picks. That's, That's a lot for Marcus Smart. And the Wizards, in their efforts to tank, get Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, and Mike Muscala. I don't know. Do, like, is there a real winner in this trade, Raj? Do you think? Like, oh, are we looking at one oh, team yeah. who comes out way ahead of everybody else? Well, like if you look at overall, I think there are some team. Like, both there's two teams that got what they wanted. I think Memphis probably overspent uh, to get Marcus Smart. Um, obviously the rumor before the trade happened was that Brogdon was going to be on his way out to the Clippers and, um, and they were still going to end up with Chris Stapps. But I think Boston is probably the big winner in this trade, um, for multiple reasons. First, they got two first round draft picks and with the new CBA agreement, the draft picks are going to have a lot more value. And especially when you're paying your top two guys, um, top 10 money, um, you're really going to have to maneuver the salary cap. On top of that, and this is something that I think some of the, the sports sh- uh, sports shows talked about this, but Chris Stapps actually opted into his contract, which means that he's going to be available and he's going to be playing hard because he's going to want that long-term deal. And uh, I expect him to come in, play hungry, put up good stats, play smart basketball. Um, and uh, of course, they add another shot blocker on the court. Um, obviously, they have Time Lord. But uh, with injury concerns, it's always good to have another seven-footer in the paint. But, uh, oh man, like, I I don't know how Boston got away. Like, I think the trade would have been fair if they just held back on the draft picks. 100%. I think so, too. But, like, adding two draft picks, it's it seemed really unnecessary. Obviously, we're not in the negotiation room, so, like, who knows what actually happened behind the scenes. But just on a surface level, look, like, adding two draft picks... When you're you're giving up a, a defensive player of the year caliber player like Marcus Smart is just strange, you know. Like yeah, 
Yeah, I just I just didn't understand it. I don't I didn't realize that they valued smart that much, or I guess the Grizzlies valued smart that much, or the Wizards obviously just wanted to get off contracts. So who cares? It was just odd. The Wizards are doing this tank thing perfectly right, by the way. Just getting rid of big contracts, taking on these random mediocre ones that last a year or two, pulling in like backup caliber point guards like Tyus Jones just to give him big minutes so he can prove himself, get him a contract somewhere else next year, tanking straight to the top. Yeah, they're they're doing it right, finally. Like, they've officially (laughs) got off the treadmill and been like, all right, we're done after like 15 years. Um, and obviously we'll end up talking about the other trades as well. But I, I think the the big thing for me is going back to Memphis, losing Tyus Jones is very, I think a big critical piece. Like this was a, a player who knew the system, played very well with Desmond Bain, with Jaron Jackson. Um, not to say that they had a huge drop in quality, but they were still able to maintain productivity with Tyus Jones. He, he had that Grizzlies tenacity, that grit and grind, um, and obviously they're getting a great player, Marcus Smart back. Like he's on more versatile. I think Tyus Jones in the playoffs was a bit unplayable just given the size. Um, 100%. and I, I knew Memphis. Yeah. But, but Memphis is small now, especially if they're going to play a lineup with jaw Bain, Marcus Smart, obviously Jaron Jackson could be the four, but I don't think they're going to play with the five then. So they don't really have a, a key four they're going to be playing with. And uh, it'll be interesting to see who they end up uh, putting in those minutes. Well, I mean, like down the stretch, like we're assuming playoffs, right? Not just like a generic, yeah. Not just a, ne- a generic regular season game, which means that Jaw will not be serving, hopefully, a twenty-five game suspension at that point. Um, so you're looking at a lineup of Jaw Morant, Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, and then we have like a little a blank there, right? And then yeah, exactly. Jackson, Jaron Jackson. So either you're if you're playing big, like say if you're playing someone again like Denver, I'd rather have Steven Adams out there to cover Jokic, wouldn't you? If you're playing yeah, someone no, for like sure. Yeah, maybe not even Denver. Like look at uh the Lakers, for example. A D. I mean the more hands you can get on him the better, right? More bigs out there. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure what other co- oh, sorry, uh Phoenix might be an issue. Assuming that they go small like it's going to be Aiton and whoever the hell else they could, like finish their lineup with in that weird four spot for Phoenix. Same thing, right? Yeah, they just need a, a, a like a little bigger. They just need a wing player. Like obviously, Marcus Smart could guard a wing defender, but he's a bit more of a perimeter defender. Yeah, and uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't want him guarding if they're in the West and they end up playing Paul George. Um, like I just wouldn't want Marcus Smart on Paul George or Kawhi the whole game. Like you just need a bigger body. Yeah. Um, and you just need some player that can give you 18 minutes a game, get you like seven, eight points, like shoot pretty efficiently. Like, of course we always joke about PJ Tucker, but a PJ Tucker esque <laughs> player. Um, so yeah. I don't know. It, it, I'm just, I'm a bit curious what they end up doing. I think they probably have one more move. And we talked about this last pod. Denver's in a better position than the Grizz were. And this is just another move where you're not scratching your head, but you're like, man, did Memphis overplay their hand here? I mean, they may have, but a lot of it was just relying on Ja taking like more mature steps, I guess. Um, I also, 
I kind of feel like we're undervaluing or underestimating the quality or like the impact that Desmond Bain has in this type of situation where he's not only like their ba- their second leading scorer on the team, but he's like their de facto backup point guard, right? So between him yep. and Smart now, you have two quality, like strong quality ball handlers to go on the floor. He's got these like strong arms. He's a big dude. I'm not saying that he's able to like, sl- like to stop Paul George caliber players, but he's enough. He's enough of a defender to slow them down, right? Like I wouldn't have any issues if Desmond Bain was my primary on Paul George. Yeah, but you you just run the risk. Like you just want to have another body, and 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 honestly, I think Memphis will end up making another trade, whether it's in the offseason or in the trade deadline. But I I really think, especially because it seemed like Boston was very focused on getting Chris Stapps this year. Um, And obviously, Smart's a Defensive Player of the Year or former Defensive Player of the Year. But yeah, they just gave up a bit too much. But hey, you know what? Some trades, you have to give up more than you want and uh, to take a step forward. So this was just a good trade. It was super exciting. It went down to the wire. Chris Stapps, we weren't sure if he was going to opt in, opt out. And... uh, yeah, that was a. I would say it's a fair trade overall. Yeah, I mean, Chris Stapps on Boston's gonna be nice, man. Do you think that makes them like a? I mean, they're already like one of the better contenders in the East, but more so solidifies them as like a top two team. Not that they weren't before, but I, I feel like even though Miami just made the finals and they had their incredible run, we're still looking at Milwaukee and Boston being like at the top tier in the East compared to everybody else at this point. Yeah, the, the the key thing that Chris uh, Stapps will do is what what Brooke Lopez does um, for Milwaukee is he'll stretch the big out, um, and if you don't guard him or if you on the pick and roll if you're not like uh, ready for the pick and pop he will shoot thirty six thirty seven plus percent from the three, um, and especially with that Tatum pick and roll that's going to be lethal like. Right? Like, do you let Tatum blow by you and not have a rim protector? Or do you let Porzingis shoot a wide open three? Like, I think someone was playing 2K and realized there's a a bit of a hack. And they're like, you know what? We're going to go for it. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Ooh, Tatum and Chris Apps, man. That is one nice-ass combination right there. Oh, I like it. All right. um, Shall we move on? (laughs) I kind of want to get your takes on this. Weird ass situation between the Warriors and uh, the Wizards. So the Warriors, obviously, we've heard get aging, aging veteran Chris Paul, and the Wizards are completely off the Jordan Poole train. They traded him along with uh, two first round pick, uh, first round and a second round pick in the future to the Wizards. Is this like a ah? Uh, okay, I'll just say it. This is a weird precedent setting that uh, if you get knocked in the face, you're at high risk of being uh, traded in the next offseason by your own teammate? Hey, it's, it's a warning. Like, get out. <laughs> like, uh, no, I, I, honestly, yeah, like, move. No, but um, <laughs> I'm not going to not gonna finish that sentence. But I, I think Jordan Poole, like, I don't think he did anything wrong from that incident onwards. He acted like a professional, showed up to work, um, unfortunately his shot wasn't falling and I think maybe on the court, he probably viewed himself as a bigger piece than he actually was. 
And I think the Warriors looked at that and realized that, hey, this guy doesn't play defense. Takes He's a high-volume shooter, and um, clearly it, it ruined the team chemistry. And that was one of the key things for the Warriors on all their title runs, is they had this great unifying chemistry from the starters to the bench to the coaching. And uh, not that Jordan Poole ruined anything, but he was the more expendable piece. <laughs> Interestingly enough, they brought in... Uh, a very controversial player himself and Chris Paul. And hey, Chris Paul wanted to be in California and Chris Paul wanted to win. So um, the Wizards did him a solid and uh, they found a good trade in Jordan Poole. And I think going to Jordan Poole again, I think he'll be fine in Washington. I think that's a perfect uh, situation. Uh, He'll get a lot of shots. He'll probably realize that, hey, you know what? Winning in the NBA is tough. And uh, the way he plays is probably not going to lead to many wins. And just because of that, I think it's going to make him a better basketball player. Uh, and hopefully a more winning basketball player. And anyways, the Wizards need someone to take all those shots. So um, it's going to be him and Danilo. Oh my god, man. The Wizards lineup this year is going to be so messy. Tyus Jones, Monte Morris, Jordan Poole, Danilo Gallinari, and Daniel Gafford. I'm not even including oh Kuzma God. yet because he's a he's a free agent too. We don't even know what's going to happen. Kuzma's going to resign, most likely. I mean, they're going to end up paying him. This whole thing is so strange. I I do agree with you that Jordan Poole seemed like the more expendable player between him and Draymond, right? I mean, they're running the risk because Draymond is a free agent now. He did not exercise his player option for 27 million this year, uh, for this upcoming year. So he's a legitimately unrestricted free agent. So Draymond can go anywhere he wants to get paid. We've all heard the rumors between like Dallas, whether he stays, he goes to LA to join LeBron, he go to Sacramento because they can just pay him out and replace Harrison Barnes, which would be hilarious. Who knows? There's a there's a major plethora of options for for Draymond here, but I mean the the focus for the Warriors, I think you're right, is just bringing in like a professional. You know what I mean? Someone who's just gonna go in, do his job know his role on the team, assuming that Chris Paul buys into this role as like a, a backup point guard or a secondary point guard. I don't know, whatever. Whatever Steve Kerr decides to do with him. But it's more just like knowing who you are in the grand hierarchy of the team. Like, great. Jordan Poole had one, one and a half like, good years. He had that title. He was with him for the title run. He got paid. But did it get to his head a little bit? He got oh, this, absolutely. Yeah. He went from being in the G League one year to getting paid like a year and a half later. Like getting paid. I'm talking Tyler Hero money for Jordan Poole. I know. Right? And we saw it. Last year, Jordan Poole did not have a good year. Like whatsoever. He shot... uh, Let me just pull up his numbers. I I, I don't want to talk about this and not like have his percentages up directly in front of me. 43% from the field. 43% from the field. Oof. 43% from the field. And then we're looking at ta, 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 33% from three. And well, his free throw percent his free throw percentage went down from 92.5 to 87. Still good, obviously, but it was like a major drop-off. He still scored 20 a night, which is still impre- you know impressive. He played in all 82, which you actually yep. don't see very often this year. Or these days. But the productivity just fell off, and he never like looked connected with the team. Oh, absolutely. He was disconnected from that moment, that punch connected with his face. (laughs) 
But going back to Draymond Green, I think the interesting thing with Green is the fact that everyone talks about how the Warriors need him for defense, for initiating the offense, all the dribble handoffs. Like, all that stuff is true. But I think, obviously, Draymond's looking to get paid for one more contract. I don't think Draymond is as effective on most other teams because you can't cover up the lack of his offensive ability with amazing shooting, right? Like, if, if he ends up going to Sacramento, I'm sorry, but Kevin Herter is not staff for Clay, I, right? I agree. I think Sacramento is the only team that might actually be comparable because they run a similar offense to the Warriors. Obviously, I'm not saying that De'Aaron Fox and Kevin Herter are the same quality of player as Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, but his role on the teams would be similar. You know what I mean? Like he still do he can still do DHOs with Herder, except obviously he's not going to shoot the same clip. Fox instead of taking a step back three like Steph was probably just going to like go downhill straight to the net because that's what Darren Fox does and like use his speed. Will he be as effective? Obviously not, but defensively he'll have equally or more of an impact on the Sacramento Kings than on the Warriors, right? Assuming oh, that you yeah. know this happens and chemistry works and. Blah, blah, blah. Although chemistry is like a major factor here. Yeah. I I think defensively he will add that contribution, but there's obviously rumors of him going to LA and like, I just don't see the fit good there. Like LeBron needs shooters. LeBron needs people to space the floor. Anthony Davis plays um, usually within 18 feet of the rim. Uh, So like it just, I think people are, looking at Draymond and only looking at the rings and his impact on the defensive side, which is probably what he's most known for. But ultimately, offensively, there's not many teams where you'd be like, wow, like Draymond would fit very well. And I think a lot of teams and coaches uh, know that. But ultimately, he's re-signing with the Warriors. This is all like a little game here to get (laughs) that extra squeeze of extra one or $2.5 million a year. And rightfully so, but... It's all yeah, you it's all about paid. longevity at this point. Cause Draymond's like get paid. Draymond's thirty three this year, man. We've seen his athleticism decline over the past few years too. Like he's not as spry as he used to be, he's a little bit slower. Obviously defensively he's still as good as he ever was, right? Like I'm not taking anything away from him defensively on this team. Uh, he's a step slower. But that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Like just it is it is what it is. Yeah. But the key for Draymond is that like He's got perfect chemistry with Steph Clay and now Kevon Looney, right? Not just Steph and Clay anymore. I think Looney, Looney and Draymond work out together really well, and I think are very, uh, like undercovered. I guess like not spoken about as much, but their their chemistry is just incredible. And as we saw with the Nuggets this year, chemistry goes a long way. If you have a good rapport Absolutely. with your guys, it goes a lot more. Uh, it goes a lot further than like. A band of guys who have been together for a year or two. That's that's all it is, no, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Not not one or two players like LeBron and AD. Also, how funny would it be if you saw a lineup of LeBron, Draymond Green, Rui Hachimura, and Anthony Davis on the floor with Austin Reeves? How great oh would that God. be? Pray for Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Austin Reeves wouldn't even be effective because he loves to get to the paint and one foot in the paint and those uh, kind of turn away fadeaways or that little drop. Like, uh, 
I, I just I just think that Draymond's gonna be a warrior and it's gonna be it's mutually beneficial for both parties to do that extension. And hey, the money makes sense. The other thing is what's the deal with Chris Paul? He can't get traded this offseason, but he could get traded in the middle of the season, correct? Yep. That's what I think might happen. Oh, interesting. Um, interesting. I think Chris Paul Yeah, I think if the Warriors are able to have a lot of success uh with Chris Paul, they'll keep him. If the season's not looking good, I think they trade Chris Paul for some pieces. So you think it's just like a trial run? Exactly what they did with Russell. Mm. That's how I see it. And I mean that an expiring contract, $28 million, uh, for a full year, so obviously it's not going to be the full year, full uh, full amount by the time he gets traded. That would be interesting. I mean, a lot of teams could use a guy like Chris Paul, right? Like a veteran point guard, handles a rock well, handles pressure moments well enough to get like teams into the playoffs into the deep into the playoffs yeah that would be very interesting now you got you got me you got my gears going man i'm just imagining all the teams they could go to he and it obviously depends on which teams are the playoff contenders Mm -hmm. but i could definitely see that happening and uh the other thing too which is like somewhat interesting is Chris Paul is not going to be the primary ball handler on that team. And the question becomes, in this season, do they look at Clay as a long-term extension, yes or no? Oh. Because, because if they're bringing in like uh, Chris Paul to be that secondary ball handler, could they possibly have Chris Paul, Steph, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond, Looney... And Clay being the odd man out next year. Um, and it's possible, and they would free up a lot of money. Like they would have most of their money tied up in two players, and Wiggins obviously getting a fair share of that as well. But uh, I, I just think Chris Paul's not officially done moving. Like I don't know if he's going to be a warrior at the end of the year. Oh, man. Uh, That's juicy oh for you. Just God, for you, Peter. Fresh off the press. The thought of Clay Thompson wearing something other than Warriors blue and gold is just very bizarre. Just yeah, it is a it's a bit weird. I'm not gonna lie. The only other team I could see him is LA because I feel like he just fits that lifestyle. Man, we're saying everybody fits LA. God damn. Nah, nah. Some people don't. Like Bobby Fortis is not an LA player. <laughs> Bobby Fortis. What what a random player. Al Horford is not LA. That's just Ooh. there's just some players that aren't. I'll, imagine Al Horford on the Clippers though. That would be nice. Okay, well, just to finish this up, we don't really need to talk about the Wizards, right? I mean, Jordan Poole is going to go. He's going to get a bunch of shots. Whatever, he's going to chuck it up. The Wizards are doing what they usually do, or not what they usually do. What they've decided that they're going to do this year. They're just going to tank. They're going to let random guys get a bunch of shots this year. Maybe increase Jordan Poole's trade value by the end of next year. Who knows? Maybe he'll average like 25, 26 a game. Whatever. Jordan Poole is going to get numbers. He's going to have a rude awakening to how the rest of the league operates where he, when he's not in like a super professional uh, organization like the Warriors. So be it. Them's the breaks. You know, can't be on winning teams forever like the Spurs. Uh, let's move on. This trade today that happened between the Atlanta Hawks and the Utah Jazz was... Uh, I don't know. Baffling? Does that work? John Collins, finally, after 
what feels like a lifetime. I think in reality it's about three years. But John Collins, yeah, like finally leaving the Atlanta Hawks on his way to Utah in exchange for now. Understand this is very baffling. Rudy Gay and a future second round pick. The Hawks literally just gave away John Collins. Two years. Yeah, I'll show you what they traded him for. They traded him for these. These pennies. <laughs> Why do you still have pennies? See them? <laughs> I don't even know. I had to fucking dig deep to find this, but wow. go on. That was, Two picks. <laughs> that was true dedication to the to the craft here. Um yeah, why? Why, why, why? You're trading this guy like two playoff runs, three playoff runs after his remarkable play against the Philadelphia 76ers, right? Like we rem- we all remember that series where they where the Atlanta Hawks just killed the Sixers. Ben's literally the last time we saw Ben Simmons play meaningful basketball. I'm not talking about his like random minutes here and there with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm talking about his like dump off to Tyrese Maxey with just Trey Young standing under the net. That series was where we saw John Collins expand and what we like, what we saw his potential could be. Athletic big man can shoot, can play against bigs, even though he's only six nine. This dude was playing against Joel Embiid inside. Not every possession. I'm not saying that he killed him, but he was matching up. And now he's traded for Rudy Gay, who... I swear Rudy Gay was drafted in, like, 04, 05. Somewhere in that range. Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember being well into high school when Rudy Gay was drafted. And a future second-round pick. They literally just gave him away. Like, I I don't understand. I I understand that you they've tried to get his what they thought was his equal value in the past. You know, you obviously turn down trades that you don't think are worth it. But literally just gave him away at this point. I, I Raj, I don't I just don't get it. I don't get it. They the, sold way too late. The, I just I, I don't get it. You're telling me that the Atlanta Hawks are the equivalent of the Memphis Grizzlies in the East. They have a superstar player, superstar, uh, and Trey Young. They don't really have a plan on who they want to keep, who they're going to build around. They had some really good quality players and Kevin Herter, John Collins. Uh, they had Hunter. Uh, they have Bogdanovich. Um, like, they have a lot of good players. Like, And they just seem to have no plan of who they want to keep, who they're going to roll with. Like... The fact that John Collins, who arguably is probably the most underrated four in the NBA, probably is. Interesting. Like I liken, I liken his game. I think his game is pretty much AG. Um, probably a bit better shooting than Aaron Gordon. Probably a little worse defense. But he's super versatile. Like he can guard a two and he can guard a four and he can guard anything in between. He has enough size and height. He's, again, can space the floor. You saw that a lot in Atlanta. Um, Like, he was just camping out in the corner and shooting some threes. He's a quite efficient player. Like, every team in the NBA is looking for a John Collins. Like, no joke. And the fact that he did it in such a professional manner, like, you obviously heard some rumblings of him not being happy, but him always willing to have it, to give it a go. And unfortunately, he's going to the Utah Jazz, which... 
no disrespect to the Jazz, but he's not going to get any recognition there. And they're probably a bit log jammed because um, Markkinen plays the four, right? And so I think I think the Jazz just probably picked up the phone. They're like, hey, Rudy Gay in a second rounder, and Atlanta's like, sure. Like it, like that. That's probably how the trade went down, and Utah was probably shocked um, that they agreed to it. And um, again, just poor planning from the Hawks. Like considering he's a very he's still young. What John Collins is twenty six? Twenty seven, maybe. John Collins is twenty five. Even younger. Like it's unbelievable that you give up a player that at least at the bare minimum. He's a he's probably a top 15 player in his position. As a 4? Yeah. I I mean, I'm not going to count it out, but I believe it. Yeah, he's like he's right around there. And he's 25 years he's, old. Sorry, he'll be 26 by the time the season starts. But he's a very serviceable uh power forward. Right? Like He is and the, the versatile. Ice, he's very versatile. He's not as good as Aaron Gordon is. Let's slow down here. <sighs> Let's slow down. You're talking about world champion Aaron Gordon here. Okay, all right. <laughs> we went back one month ago, he'd be the same. No, man, no. Put some respect on Aaron Gordon's name, man. Aaron Gordon is a way I love better Aaron defender. Gordon. Way, be- way better, more versatile defender than, than John Collins will be. Okay. okay, but John Collins is a much better shooter. He's not. Than Aaron Gordon. He's not a much better shooter. Or maybe... You know what? The issue with John Collins' performance... Is that it's been deteriorating over the past four years? But I like. But but that's not his fault though. Like he just they literally put him in the corner and they gave the ball to two ball dominant players that want to get theirs. Like Trey Young's giving me Carmelo vibes. Like he he's happier dropping thirty and losing than dropping fifteen and winning. I don't doubt you. I feel the same way about Trey Young. <laughs> I can't even defend the guy. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I think the Hawks front office feels the same way about Trey Young, but he is their like their superstar, right? So, like, how how are you going to trade that? Also, are there many teams in the market for a shoot first point guard with low efficiency? Not really. The Wizards. No, they, they got Jordan Poole. They got. <laughs> I was going to say they got their for shoot first point guard. Come on, man! They got their yeah. pass first point guard in Tyus Jones, and they got their shoot first in Jordan Poole. They don't need Trey Young. They're on their way to yeah, the same thing. Speaking about the Wizards, someone should just grab Monty Morris and give him a life jacket. Yeah, send him somewhere good, man. Somewhere like decent. Send him to the Lakers. He deserves it. Send him to the Lakers. That'd be good. Yeah. Let him, let him run with LeBron. Why not? Just anywhere but Washington. Don't let him rot there. <laughs> um, I mean, this fit in Utah is going to be interesting, right? We're looking at... I mean, who's... Who's projected to be even like their starting lineup now? You're gonna have Markinen, you're gonna have Kessler, or uh, Walker Kessler yeah, as, your, Sex- as your front you have Sexton. Sexton, uh, who ran the oh Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson? Yep. Yeah. And then somewhere in there, you gotta mix in Kelly Olynyk or John Collins. I I think John Collins they'll actually move him to the three. Like him and Markinen will play the three four together like interchangeably. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Markkinen's played the three before, right? He played with Mobley and Jared Allen in Cleveland. I'm not saying he yeah, would, but that's like, why he was traded. 
he didn't well he also got his numbers like that he didn't really excel like that but i mean he's capable and yeah between collins and markin and i feel like they'll just have to i mean you got to figure something out right you got always got to play your best players no matter their position and if you got to go big you're going big and for utah they're i mean they're way below the luxury tax already that it doesn't really matter for atlanta I mean, despite how much we're shitting on Atlanta, they're they're cutting out a lot of money here. Like they are very close to hitting like the first apron past the luxury tax, which is huge. You're getting a major reduction, right? Like they're way further away from the second apron than they were twelve hours ago. So Yeah. The front office is doing something. Right. Uh, let's not give him that. <laughs> like if they were smart, they would have got at least at least two first round picks for him. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is his value that low? That's the part I don't understand. I guess so. Well, I think it's because no one wanted to take on that contract knowing that they probably have to re-sign him and having to give up something worth that contract. But the issue is that he's like he's locked in at... So this upcoming year, he's making 25. The year after, he's making 26 and a half. And then he's got a player option for the 25-26 season at 26.5. By that time, the luxury tax will increase even more, or the salary cap will yeah. increase even more. Is a $26 million point power forward that expensive? Like, imagine John Collins in Portland with Dame. That would be a good fit. Right? Him and Jeremy Grant there? Ooh. Intriguing. Yeah. Or imagine him in Sacramento. Obviously, the money might not work, but... Instead of Barnes? Yeah, Barnes is a free agent this year. Yeah. Barnes is going to shop himself, as he should. He deserves to get paid, like everyone else. Yeah. But Hey, Barnes. Why not? I still remember people were shitting on Barnes when he signed that like four-year, what was it, $110 million or $95 million, something like that. It was close to $25 million a year. Yeah. Uh, Good on him. You will never hear me talking shit about Harrison Barnes, because we don't talk shit about the Black Falcon. We don't talk shit about the Black Falcon. I know. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Um, since Josh isn't here, I feel like uh, I got to step in and do Stats Corner for you. You ready for this? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy, man. We're talking about uh, the top three-point percentage shooters in the league this past year. Nothing crazy. No old-school trivia. Just like the best shooters in the league. By three-point percentage. Like by Obviously, percentage? Sorry? Percentage or makes or what? Percentage. Or we can go makes if you want. Which do you prefer? Well, makes, makes is easier for sure. All right, let's go makes. Three-point makes per game. Oh, per game. All right. Per game. S- Steph. Steph is number... Where the hell is Steph in this list? There's no way I don't have... Does Steph not qualify? Oh my god. Do you have to play 82 games? Nah, man. I mean, there are players playing at 58 games. So, yeah. Seth played less than that, though, right? <laughs> no, Seth played around that many games. He missed around 20. Let me check this. Wow, this is great material. Right? Right. Seth played 56 let's, games. Let's... So, let's say uh, 58 games plus. <laughs> oh my god. All right, Buddy Yield. Buddy Yield, number three at 3.6 makes per game. Okay, Dame. 
Damian Lillard, 4.2 at number two. Okay. And at number one in terms of makes per game. Oof, and it's not Steph. That is who correct. Made a shit ton of th- who made a shit ton of threes? I mean, he's not the like he was shot a pretty decent percentage as well. This guy, like, is it KD? Uh, it is not KD. No, Kevin Durant isn't. I don't think he qualified. I think he missed too many games. Yeah, this yeah. Year. he missed a lot of games. Yeah. Think of uh, another brother in the league. Not a literal brother. Sorry, a teammate. Bro, uh, oh, is it uh, Brooke Lopez? No, uh, no. no. Steph's no, teammate. No, he doesn't make that many. Steph's teammate. Oh, Clay. Splash brother. Oh, yeah. wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean... <laughs> Blood brother. 4.4, uh, 4, yeah. Wow. Uh, all right, let's wow. round out the top five here. You got two more guards, shooting guards. Okay. Who shot a lot of threes? Uh, ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Funny guy. Uh, I don't think he shot maybe five in his career. I don't think he uh, shot five in the offseason, man. <laughs> no, no. He, he, they just loop back the same yeah, video. Different angles. He's too busy photoshopping his muscles, fun. man. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Corny. Um, I know. Who else shoots a lot of... Or makes a lot of threes? This guy, I think, had the highest scoring game this year. Donovan Mitchell. Yes, sir. At 3.6 threes per game. and He's an inefficient scorer. Like the dude, but inefficient. Uh, he shot 38.5% from three. Okay, that's, that's not, not bad. bad. He shot that's 48% from the field, which is like pretty like pretty good Given for Given his car. volume, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay, last guy. Uh, let's say he's pretty young. Uh, how would I describe him? I mean, he didn't play most of the second half of the season because his team went to the tank, which is a lot of pl- Oh, teams. my God. Western Conference. Think. Western Conference tank. There's no one on San Antonio that shoots that many threes. It's not, it's not Simons. It is. Anthony wow. Simons, 3.4 threes per game. Wow! Yeah, yeah man. combined they have uh they have seven threes a game. That's twenty one points. That's <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, and uh, now with Scoot, who knows what's gonna happen with this team? Yeah, man, Portland just loves guards. Like that's their problem. Like they don't get enough wings. <laughs> I mean, yes, but like at the number three pick, you had to pick Scoot. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not hating on them, but like they're they they probably knew that they were. Not probably, but they had a good chance they're going to get scooped. Yeah, and they could have maybe made an adjustment because now teams know they're going to be sellers. Even before that, though, they were in a weird position with Dame saying that he wanted to come back, but you know, everyone knew that what the implication was behind everything he's been doing, right? Yeah. Do you think? Uh, oh yeah, we talked about this last time. You don't think Dame's going to be on the Blazers to finish up the year, right? Eh? No, not to finish the year. Definitely not. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be interesting. If Dame's gone, there's only like three or four other players in the league that have been with their teams for ten years, and uh, three of them are with the Warriors right now. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have when to you see. You win four and eight. That's pretty damn good. What's that? 
when you win four out of eight, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, no kidding. That's why they're still there. But yeah, I mean, we talked about it already, man. You threw out Clay Thompson might be gone. Talked about Draymond Green might be gone. Damian Lillard might be gone. Draymond's, Draymond staying, Kuzma staying for sure. Those two things are like guarantee. Yeah, I agree. Fred Van Vliet though. Bye-bye. No, that's no no guarantee there. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, Miles Bridges. Oh, that's a whole nother topic. I love it. Miles Bridges is going to come back, yeah. man. Someone's going to take him. That guy's he too will. good. Way too good of a score. He He's nice. Yeah. Love Miles Bridges' game. Not Maybe not the person, but love his game. <laughs> uh, all right. And on that note, I think it's time to call it here. I want to thank everyone for listening. Please remember to rate and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, on Spotify other major podcast platforms hit us with those five-star reviews leave us those good comments please we're on all the socials i'm talking instagram twitter youtube tiktok raj you follow us on tiktok i hope you do (laughs) uh at hoops corner pod by the way thank you very much and until next time peace